Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true or the truthfully odd. If you couldn't tell by the, uh, the audio clip that we just played, today's episode be an introduction to reptilians, and by reptilians we mean this. Whoa, that was weird. If I'm not mistaken, we may have just time slipped back to March of 2019, when Against All Oddities recorded its first episode about reptilians. An episode so poorly constructed and so drunkenly recorded, it was never published. Well, thank goodness we are back in present time. However, what a coincidence. This episode is all about time slipping, slipping, slipping. What's a time slip, you ask? Well, that's what we're here for. In today's episode, we try to define what a time slip is, and we report on several supposedly true stories. This is Against All Oddities. loud okay hey what's up hey uh hey, can i anti-p- oh you're still doing that youngest brother tim middle brother chris <laughs> nate what else we got we're catching up so my catch-up is i spent 300 bucks on this thing to try to stay organized because i'm not organized also i discovered lawyers are expensive accountants are also kind of expensive and everything I'm doing and starting a new company is very expensive. So that's something else. That I sucks. Well, yeah. I didn't just discover it. I just continued <laughs> to learn that lesson today. <laughs> and I'm positive about it because I wrote down my card from Chris's new new thought book that he sent us. I did day one and so did Mary. So I'm super, oh, cool. ex- I'm super excited about it. Uh, and I feel positive. Yeah, it's I think we should definitely all do that. And maybe have an episode on new thought here. In, in can, month. So we're kind of just talking without any yeah. frame of reference to the audience. Yeah. So yeah. Why don't you talk about that book and what the 30 day thing is? Um, yeah. So uh, I got, I've been meaning to uh, Mitch Horowitz's 30 day mental challenge, which is an experiment in new thought. So um, Mitch Horowitz is a historian uh an occult historian um and uh his one of his specialties is like new thought which is kind of like positive thinking um in like of the past hundred years so like the you know the 20th century positive thinking movement kind of is now called new thought as a way of kind of bringing out a larger picture of it but anyway uh he's really cool and he is really good at um like any good historian reducing a lot of information into something really easy to swallow and uh he has a couple books out there like the miracle club Club. and one simple idea but this is kind of um it's really just a test where you write down a goal and using kind of like positive thinking you work on it like through meditation every day and like you achieve it so we'll see what happens yeah, so Chris yeah. sent that book to all three of us. I've started it. I'm about 20 pages in, but I think I'm going to read it once because it's a. It looks like it's going to take one sitting to get through it. And it's not then, a very big uh, book. 
But you supposed? I thought I was supposed to do one meditation every day. Yeah, so Tim, you're not really supposed to. You're, you read the intro and you just do it step by step. I was going to read the whole thing and then go back and do it step by step. I'm or sure should I not do that, do that? You're an overachiever, is what you are. The book's like <laughs> 120 pages, and it's like big print. It's not very much. I, so what you could do is read the appendices at the end and the beginning. I think part of the meditation is not knowing what the next meditation is going to be, uh, and like thinking on it. All right. Well, I'll rewind five pages and I'll start. I'll start tomorrow too. Discovery. Uh, discovery. Thing. I already started today. Well, that's cool. A good way to procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> Except it was only, it was only, well, it wasn't even a meditation. It was just like, good job for today. You wrote down, you write down a sentence saying like, uh, I think, you know, the best part about it was the last part that says, it seems that I stumbled upon a path of life and set forces working for me, which were previously working against me. So I think I like the I like it and it's not bad to have positive stuff and it's all for good. You know, and he said it's yeah, you're going I to mean, create an ethical you're you're creating an ethical force of goodwill within yourself. And there's nothing bad with nothing bad can come of that. Exactly. Also, I mean what I he has a really good way of breaking down the there's a lot of pitfalls to positive thinking. Um like the uh, that, secret yeah. like the secret yeah like the annoying <clears throat> ass just like light light warrior <laughs> kind of vibe of mm. you know like <laughs> i am you know like it's a little uh holier than thou sometimes like well if you just had positive thinking you wouldn't have what cancer or something you know what i mean yeah. like that's like that's a real pitfall with that whole movement and he's really good at like framing that differently um and just um Anyway, uh, we'll have maybe we'll see what happens in the month, and we'll uh, have a different episode. Uh, I yeah, do actually think he would come on the show. He should come on the show. He's awesome. Let's say uh, Chris, you're right. in charge of inviting. Yeah, him. we'll invite him. Yeah, well, let's get through the thirty days. Uh, well, or... I mean, he's probably a busy guy, so maybe we need to think in advance. Yeah, maybe like April, we'll reach out to him. Hey, I'm going to mm, positively yeah. add that to the. Uh, the the goal list for the end of my 30 days is to successful communication with mitch horowitz yeah anyway um the uh i don't have anything new anyway i i my that's my update is sending you guys those how's, books how's babies it's just babies he's crawling now oh my gosh and he sleeping? can pull himself sleeping? to a stand no he sleeps mostly he, he he's a big boy so he needs to get fed once a night so I don't really care you know like he i'd say he goes to bed at seven and he wakes up a little bit before seven and maybe around 11 or maybe around two he wakes up he drinks a bottle for five minutes and then goes back, goes to bed back that's not bad no that's good that's really that's nothing you know like that's yeah. easy compared to what it used to be and so yeah he's pretty good and it's just right now it's work i'm just working around the clock because uh, my my boss quit so all i can do is work and keep baby alive those are the only two things i have that sounds fun yeah uh, i am i can now watch tv for an hour every night that's a new thing and i can now read books again so i'm reading mitch horowitz modern and cultism <laughs> did you watch uh that movie i keep telling you to watch i told you i watched it you did you did yeah meredith did too actually yeah early on i've been wa we watched fargo the newest season of fargo oh my god it's amazing it. yeah and we've been watching the new true detective too 
Uh, I don't. What do you think about the new True Detective so far? Don't like it so much. So they're like everyone talks about how much they love it, and it's like the first season. It's, it's not near like, the writing's it's, bad. It's, I love Jodie Foster. I think Jodie Foster movie, is carrying it with her acting. Yeah, I just think the writing is a little. Marathon. I, I already, I already wrote the entire plot out. Yes. The entire plot. And I know exactly. We, can, we just keep being like, this reminds us of a different tier. Like, this is sh- like True Detective should be a prestige show. And this reminds me of something I'd see on like BBC or something. Well, like, it's like not bad, but not that. It's okay. Tier. Like, it was a it's murder. Totally fine. That other show I started to watch by the OA lady, like Murder at the, the End, end of, of the World. world. I, I watched it's a couple fine. episodes. It's like, we, fine. Yeah, but again, it's kind of. I called the. I called the. Uh, I called the murderer on the first episode, and I was correct. Uh, I haven't seen that far. Uh, Fargo, really good, good season. I liked it. But Mary was like, loved that uh, as the actress from the um, Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso in it, but she's awesome at it. It's really fun. She is uh, on Minnesota, and the guy from um, whatever. What's his name? John Hamm's John pretty Hamm. good at it. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a cool show. Anyway, I thought the ending was the ending felt very rushed to me. Uh, did you get it? I got it. I just thought it was rushed. Like it was just like uh, they crammed a lot in one. Well, I episode. did like the last episode. They could have spread it into the second, and then they tied it off at the end with the serial killer contract guy killer. And it cool, weird, you know, sin eater guy. But it's mm. you know. I don't know. It was. I loved it though. I thought. But the the season was good. I enjoyed the whole season. All that last all. episode, I thought was a little like, I was like, oh, now there's a fog bank rolling in. Like everything felt a rush in that last episode. But up until that last episode, it was very good. Yeah. No. I, uh, we're we're at it. And then what's the other show we watched a few of? We're trying to. I canceled like almost all our subscriptions. Like mm-hmm. it's, we never watch them. We watch. We don't watch shit. You know. Yeah. And then, uh, so we're trying to like binge Netflix and uh, Louder Milk's pretty funny. It's about like uh, a knockoff AA group that's pretty funny with um, the guy from Office Space is just like a terrible group leader, but that's about it. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> book wise, I'm reading, I'm almost finished with UFO God. I got your book, The Miracle Club, you gave me, and mm-hmm. uh, this other one. And I have like the stack of books I've tried to get through. Oh, this other one I want to read so bad. Uh, I stole it from Tom. I hope it wasn't a library book. Uh, Tage, Tom Tage. But it's called The Selfish Gene. And it's how we don't even think for ourselves. It was written a while ago. But he's a scientist, right? But it's about how genes control all of our lives and all of evolution. And all we are is a carrier for our genes, which are really the AI behind everything. like there is nothing yeah Yeah, they're the software the gene is the software it doesn't care about you or whatever consciousness whatever the gene is driving all of life and it's kind of i'm looking forward to it um and hopefully tom isn't listening to this and realizing that i have his book i think i told him about it so (laughs) uh so this episode do you want to hey i got a question chris how long have we been recording 50 minutes uh 15 minutes I got a question then. Should we start over or just keep on trucking? We haven't even introduced the topic yet. Let's start over at the beginning. I think the intro is fine. The the whole like, welcome to a good holiday. Can we just time slip? Wait, wait. Can we just time slap slip back? 
Hold on. Time keeps on slipping, 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 slipping. Can you auto tune this? Slipping. I will. Do you know any of the words? Into the. No, no, it's, that's it. We're just slipping. We don't know where we're going. Future. We're not going to the future, though. Hey. Is this Steve Miller band? I don't fucking know, man. That's Jameer Quiet. Um. The, uh, so this episode, we're talking about time slips. To clarify, it's not time travel, it's not time loops, it's not time jumping, and it's not non-linear timeline discussion. It's time skips, accidental slips, usually to the past. But these, uh, we have a lot of real-life accounts. It's a, it's apparently a thing uh, where just people find themselves in a different time period in the exact same spot they were, and then for some unknown reason they go to and sort of zap back to their current time. So I mm -hmm. thought it could also be like a jump forward in time with no explanation. Well, any like, sort of slip. It, yeah, you're slipping. I just don't have any forward times references. Yeah, it like most of the encounters I've I, in my research period were to, to the to the past and even like in the comments on some of the, the threads I was reading, I was like, how come no one has future slips? Um, Maybe they can I get have back. I, that's and the one story I have, so. Nice. nice. Um, so that's, that's so, a good way to start though, is Chris, what is, a, what is a time slip to you? How would you define it? So I, most of my research that I was doing into it was with this book called Adventures in Time, Encounters with the Past, uh, in quote, studies in psychical research which was written by Andrew McKenzie back in 1997. Um, and he talked a lot about something called retrocognition, but also uh, I thought I'd bring up in the beginning of that book, there's a Stephen Hawking's quote uh, in the preference uh, where it kind of talks about how there's no past and no future and that linear interpretation of time is a tool that we've adopted for functioning in three dimensions. Um, but that's all it is, a perspective tool so like it's not the true nature of time um and that like the idea would be more uh like if time were a dvd where you have the entire movie in one thing and we in order to perceive it we perceive it linearly but at any point the ending beginning and middle can play so it's almost like a it's almost like a like a, a scratch on the cd and or the dvd and you just kind of accidentally jog back for a second and then it jogs forward to the correct time um, and I kind of like that as a thing and, and some people I've heard you know they think about that as even longer so it's not just your life or a time frame but like all incarnations of yourself so like like it's a long it's a big DVD essentially um, and you're kind of just it's just like a it's a scratch like a disc. laser disc a laser disc they're so Look. big um, but the I same content. That. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, like I thought that was a kind of good. I, I like that as a like an introduction. And so, because um, originally when I was thinking when we were talking about time slip, I was thinking more about lost time, um, where you just like not sure what happened, which I think is more about time dilation, where like yeah, oh, I disagree. Yeah, I don't know actually. Maybe I do agree if I let you finish. Um, I don't think lost counts as a skip it's something uh, it's its own uh, entity no i read that's Nate's stories. all i liked yeah all no no Nate stories is correct but it's not lost is okay but but dilation is different so if it feels like something moved quickly and it's it's like oh i just blinked and four hours had passed like 
that's dilation. Nate, what Nate's talking about is missing time. And I think missing time is a type of time slippage. I think a lot of the anecdotal stories we have about time slippage um, are a little different, but like, I, I don't, I think Nate's still on with time, missing time, but maybe we want to crack open a couple of these stories. Yep. Why don't yeah. you guys go? Because mine, I don't think are true time slips because I was considering, I was taking it from the UFO perspective and I'll say but that. I think that's Chris, a good perspective. Chris is correct. Right. On like, that's the way a lot of the uh, new age thought is. I'll, I'll, you know, if I take that, that part of it where, you know, if you're a, like the, the egg in from mm -hmm. Andy Weir mm -hmm. or whatever reincarnation stuff from a Buddhist perspective, like when you're outside of time, the only way for consciousness to grow and have experiences is through exp experiencing time because you're outside of time when you're outside of this physical embodiment of a body or whatever, and you're taking it, you know, everything's happening all the, every time all at once, but by allowing you to experience it in a linear fashion, that gives you the story that you need to grow to, to change, to go up to mm -hmm. like level two human or whatever your next reincarnation is. So, yeah. um, you know, so, so I think I, I agree with like, like how that works and, and how you're talking about it, skipping around. But I was, I was thinking about it as like, Oh, like UFO missing time or a time skip because it would be like you're walking and it's for me it was more of a i was thinking we we're doing um like i'm walking into the kitchen and i'm in the kitchen cooking eggs and all of a sudden four hours i look at the clock and it's like nighttime i was like how did yeah. that happen i was just got here i was cooking eggs and now it's night like what happened like rip van winkled it into my egg making I, I think that counts i just think it's hard to identify but yeah i don't doubt it i mean it, i I think that's I think more it counts, but Right. The difference, I think, would be that the time still moves the same for everybody else. Um, like in the hangover, it starts and then they wake up and they, they've lost 24 hours, but it was from a drug-induced state. Yeah, yeah like, I was thinking about blackout drunk. Like, yeah, but that's oh, like yeah, you time. You want to miss time. Here's a bottle of Jack Daniels. You're going to time, time slip your way. Yeah, that is time like... travel, but it's only yeah. forward and it's only, you know, for whatever duration <laughs> your brain can stay asleep while your well, body's awake. So that's a good with time slips. So what I think we could bring up what I think is an, one of my anecdotal stories, and I hope it's not one of uh, the ones that Tim was going to say, but uh, I think it's it a really. It, I like it's a good start off antidote because it talks, we're talking a lot about um, individual perspective, right? So like, if a part of a time slip, is it just happening to everyone? Is it just happening to one person? Can it happen to more than one person? Can it happen to one person and not happen to the other people? And I think that's where the first story I wanted to talk about was that one in London, the, the version of the story, I think is pretty popular. This is the one from 1996, Tim. Is it, this is in Liverpool? On, I don't know which on Bold Street, probably. Yeah, you want that to tell street that one? has had no. It's had a lot of slips. So why don't you tell that one? And I have other. Yeah, I'll tell. I'll tell. And maybe it's not the same one because it's kind of this is a popular one. Uh, kind of urban. It's legend a hot wise, spot so. for time slips. Well, again, this is where the scratch on the DVD is, right? And so it, the story I heard was it's this cop and he has a girlfriend. It's like a cop from visiting, so he's he's not on duty or anything. He just happens to be like a police officer. And he's visiting this town, I guess Liverpool, let's say, if that's the same story. 
and his, this is 1996 and so his girlfriend or wife wanted to go into a store and buy a book she was looking for he wanted to go to a store across the street and buy a cd because that's what they how you listen to music back 96, in 1996 yeah. you buy cds so he goes into the store and when he comes out the 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 bustling street which was loud and full of people was quiet and all of a sudden everyone looked like they were wearing 1950s garb and he looked across the street at the store where his wife went in to buy a book and it was not a bookstore anymore it was like a weird clothing store and he was like that's really weird and then he spots a woman wearing 1996 like hipster fashion who also stood out of place and she was walking into the bookstore walked inside and then freaked out and then they realized that both of them had slipped and they didn't know each other uh and uh so i think that's kind of a good story so then they come back out and they're like oh my god uh well, i'm trying to think of the name of the store was it like craps or crips. something crips. Like, C-R-I-P-B-S. so we are thinking, yeah, yeah crips uh uh and they they're trying to figure out what happened and then they look up and it's it's back in the 1996 and the the crips de- Department store was back into this, you know, contemporary like books a million kind of store, and his wife walks out, and she said nothing happened, and it, so it was this weird moment where these two perfect strangers suddenly were in a different time period, but the same location because upon researching it, uh, it turns out there was a department store there named Crips in the 1950s, um, but it only lasted like a couple seconds, and yeah. so that's a you should launch off that if you have other stories oh, well same same, same area so it is in liverpool and it's there's this bold street and there's all these shops it's like a shopping center sort of area i guess because the two other stories with that same area is uh there's some young girl that was also shopping for her sister who was much younger mm-hmm. and there's like uh, a mother care shop which i think is just baby clothes and toys and things so she went in there and she picked out a few things and then put them on the counter and they rang her up and she was shocked at how cheap everything was and then gave her a credit card and then the cash register had to go get the manager and they came back and they're like we we can't take this like they had no like clue what it was like she just handed it and was like i'd like to pay with this and nobody even like registered that it yeah because it's the it, 50s. Uh, it was a thing um, and so she put all her clothes back and left. And then um, the uh, she was telling her family about it. And they were like, WTF, that store closed like decades ago. So that was another shopping thing. And then my uh, favorite story from that same area is there was a guy that wasn't shopping. He was um, this 19-year-old kid that was shoplifting. And he got yeah. caught. And then this is in 2006. Um, and so the security guard saw him and was chasing him. He ran out of the store. And then he turned and he ran down an alley that came to a dead end called Brooks Alley. And he was like short of breath and he had this chest tightness, but it wasn't from him running. He wasn't tired. Um, and then he like he said it was the atmosphere around him was like oppressive. And... Um, he turned around waiting for the guard to come and get him as just the guard never showed up. And so he left and then all the cars were like late forties models, maybe early fifties. And the, the, all the people were dressed in like older clothes and he didn't recognize anything. It was like ladies wearing the hats and the scarves and bonnets and gloves and things. So he took out a cell phone 
didn't work. Probably his flip phone, I guess, if it was 2006. Um, and so he was freaking out and he ran around and uh, he found a newspaper and it was from like 40 years before. Uh, it was like early 60s or something. And so, of course, it was like a back to the future moment and he just kept running didn't know what to do until his cell phone clicked on and he had a dial to or it finally made a call and he looked up and it was modern times again um and so whoever interviewed this guy also interviewed the security guard and he was like yeah i remember that it was weird because i ran down the alley and that kid was gone like he just yeah. wasn't there that's awesome yeah, all on Bold Street. So that's Bold Street in Liverpool. I'm sure if you Google it, there's like several stories. Those three were just the ones I acquired from there. What was the Neil Gaiman thing he did? Uh, I read his book, one of his books a long time ago. It was like... Sandman. Se- mm, that maybe, no. I don't know. It was like in every... There were secret doors all around London and stuff. Like you you open one and you're in a different time or you go through well, another that- one. It reminded me of that Stephen King book, eleven twenty two sixty three, where the guy accidentally steps back to win. Like, oh, James two days one before. moment, one moment. Yeah. But if you go back, it's all done. You know, if you yeah. go every time you go in the door, it restarts history to that point for when you yeah. go in. So yeah. if you say, and he kept aging himself, right? Like he had tried to live, he was trying to stop the Kennedy assassination, but something would always screw him up, and he'd start over, and he was getting old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome book. Good series. Yeah, but that's too. that's kind of a that's kind of a time slip though, right? Like because he just like it was like behind us. It was like in a it was like in a closet or something of a yeah. But story. he knew where it was, so I guess it wasn't yeah. like and to find it. You ha- he had to find the same spot to come back. Oh, and like the person who was who used it before would just go back in time and get cheap. Meat yeah, he gave up. Try- yeah, he gave up trying to change the past because he he could never survive. It dropped him off in 1958 or something. And he is trying to make it to the 60s, but something ought to, to stop the Kennedy because it's 63, right? Like that's the yeah. date of the Kennedy assassination. But uh, every time something would screw him up and he had aged like 40 years in this diner, but he still, he, he charged 1950s prices in the diner because he gave up trying to change it. And he'd just go to the grocery store. He would just go back <laughs> in time to go to the grocery shopping and then bring the food and sell it at his diner and have like, you know, 15 cent hamburgers and stuff, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is a cool yeah. way. Why not? Like, that's like, that's another, good, he like, said to go back and eat the apple pie. And if you talk to people that were alive back then, they're like, yeah, apples the, do not taste the same. They're a hundred percent watered down from the apples. From same with bananas. There's a whole lot ago. about how bananas. Well, it's have a changed. different banana. It's, it's a different banana. Same. Yeah. And everything's then, uh, just, tomatoes modified to be mass produced tomatoes you can still gotta go to if you home grow it but the store yeah. store tomatoes are those the mcdonald's tomatoes. like bleached water casket <laughs> yeah oh uh, all right well i'll go through some of them this was yeah. in chile, chile in 1977 and there's like uh this story is like really long if you go to the blackfault.com which is kind of a ufo space but anyway mm-hmm. the the summary is <clears throat> 1977 at 3.50 a.m. on April 24th, during army training exercises, a guard saw two fuzzy violet lights descending from the mountain and heading their way. Uh, At 4.15 a.m., Corporal Armando Valdez, and you can look him up, set out into the dark to investigate them. He returned 15 minutes later, but but from the opposite direction he set out. He seemed to be in a kind of trance, muttering, "You you do not know who we are or where we come from. 
inexplicably, the corporal had several days of a growth, beard growth, and his watch had stopped at 4.15, but showed the date of April 30th. So he was gone, like he walked out, like he saw, they saw some lights, he started walking towards the lights, and 15 minutes later, he showed up behind them with a full, like a six-day-old beard, and his watch <laughs> was uh, six days ahead. You know, yeah, it had 60, the that's a, pretty big. That's a pretty big. That's a slip. Like, that's not like a dilation. Because he came back. He came back, right? Yeah. Like, he disappeared yeah. for six days and has watched six days. And he magically grew a six-day beard. And it was only 15 minutes. And the fact that he came from a different direction, like, behind him. He's <laughs> head out in one direction. And there's this whole, you could read about it. It's, like, pages and pages. And it's Mufon stuff and photos of him and interviews because no one you know no one liked that yeah i guess that's, that's challenging awesome. that's challenging the, with the definition too because he doesn't remember the slip he it just that the slip happened so i guess in our stories they remember where they went and when and what happened and then he's well, like i i oh, feel no, like nate's is actually more of like an actual slip in a way because it's not like there's different types of slips there's one where you like you accidentally enter the wrong room, right? Like you go backwards in time for like five minutes and then you pop back. Nate's is more like you slip on <clears> banana <throat> peel. Like you just slide forward six days in the course of one second. Like it's, but the body it's like had different... time to grow hair. So it was there somewhere. It was somewhere for six days because the body experienced that growth. Or was it a fast forward button? Does a slip That's what I mean. It's more mean, like a slip forward. Like whoop. Like he just hit the fast forward button on the VCR, and kind then... of like Indiana <clears throat> Jones and the Last Crusade when you drink you from the wrong cup. He chose poorly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 I was thinking you're gonna make a dial of destiny. Yeah, I mean, that's oh, good lord. No. I don't understand some of the fast forward stuff because he has beard growth, but like, what happened to his hunger? He he'd he'd be dehydrated. He'd uh, yeah. have soiled himself in some yeah, way. Yeah, but maybe it was fast forwarded like an X file. I think it's more of an X Files. Well, mm. which I guess could be time slip. They they had that X Files episode where the teenagers would go to the special rock and then speed up somehow and go super fast. And like mm -hmm. in the lunchroom, somebody at the table would slam and crush somebody because they're just moving super fast. And then a doctor was like, you have the joints of an 89 year old or something because they're wearing out all their joints. So maybe that guy was just going super fast for a few days. And yeah, it was so fast that, and everything was slow. Yeah. Everybody else is slow. Like the squirrel in that, uh, cartoon when the squirrel drinks the energy drink and oh, over the hedge i can't believe you remember that uh well i have a story which uh, yeah. is titled the kersey village time slip that happened in 1957 this also is coming out of the book adventures in time um so it's a collected story so it, this is uh, all minor from england so i don't know if england just has a lot of time slips or if they've got a lot of time they got a little history and also, you know, maybe that's just because that's where the historian was that we're collecting the stories. But anyway, so in 1957, three young cadets in the Royal Navy, so these were like teenagers, um, um, had a mission, which they're like training, you know, and their mission was to sight read from a physical map and go on a hike, see what's on the other end of the, you know, where X was on the map and then report what they found. It's, it's kind of like training exercise for these like teenagers um and they're saying it was uh 1957 in october they were uh, had to hike off into the deep country um 
and then and then come back and so they're out there hiking and they said at some point something weird started happening and everything started seeming very two-dimensional uh like the light started getting weird things started feeling and like looking differently uh and then they came across uh, a village um you know it looked very normal church spires smoke coming out of the chimney um but there's no people there and as they are like walking through this very small like british english side village um uh they completely you know it's completely deserted um and uh that's when they started noticing that there were no like wires or like um antennas or any modern conveniences uh and all the houses were very rough and hand-built uh timber framed and almost like they came out of the middle ages uh as they were walking through they went to one of the houses and they peeked in the dirty window they saw they don't really know what it was they think it was like an oxen hanging from the a, a meat hook or some kind of large like cow type animal and it was gross they're like there's no way like a modern butcher shop would allow like that kind of um like uh safety and uh cleanliness standards of this like hutched roof with this carcass hanging in there um and um so this is a quote from one these are real people so this was a quote uh that was uh recorded a year later um it was like a ghost village so to speak it was almost as if we had walked back in time i experienced an overwhelming feeling of sadness and depression and courtesy but also a feeling of unfriendliness and unseen watchers which sent shivers up one back i wondered if we had knocked on the door to ask a question who might have answered it um, regardless they all felt that something really extraordinary happened and later when uh this guy was investigating a case study for his this book of um time adventures uh the the they found what would have been the village and the house that would have been a butcher shop was uh was a modern private home and that didn't make sense but there was documentary evidence in 1790 there had been a butcher shop there and possibly even for centuries prior to that the the author mckenzie who wrote the book view uh his view on this was the boys had stumbled into kersey as it was during the great plague in the 1420s which is why there was no people around that's a bad time to slip into. I think medieval stuff is always cool. Yeah, there's like knights and swords and stuff. And then I think actually being there would be awful. Because uh, at the age of 26, you're like, uh, I'm in my golden years, son. <laughs> Nate knows I'm all about it because of his favorite movie in the world, A Knight's Tale. <laughs> right. Uh, That's a great time slip movie uh, i'd say if we could pull somehow work it yeah maybe do a couple so in just so people know there's both a french version and the u.s version of... they both star jean reno sean <laughs> reno's he is so fun it is so so funny and uh no it's not it's not the night's tale that's the other one. Oh, that's, that's the, the bad one it's, it's called so it's it's the visitors is the French version in French whatever that is it it's um uh just visiting is the U.S. Yes. version with Christina Applegate <laughs> yes. but the yeah. fact that the highlight and I gotta say this because again every episode last time what movie was it Altered States <laughs> or something yeah uh, we always have some obscure movie you will not 
you will not even know about like so like how funny like and it is laugh out loud crying funny in the best scene so this this medieval knight matt this wizard gives him a potion and somehow he is launched into modern day chicago and then i'll use the u.s version because that's the last one i saw the other one is still good it's still good the french one is great it's a little more crude in the humor but still funny. The the one with Christina Applegate's a little more tamer. But the funniest scene is they go to a restaurant. Like he finds they like find his long lost relative that's uh, still living, and like you take care of this crazy guy. And so he's a knight, you know, with his squire who's like the servant that's like humble, like just this dirty guy and absolutely hilarious. But they go to a restaurant. And he's sitting by the fire. The, the nice restaurant has a fire and he's sitting down and like, he's Sean Renault's like eating steak and throwing the bones down. Oh, thank you, Saya. Oh, thank you so much. And and then after a while, you see this old lady with like a cookie going <laughs> to the guy, like talking up. And then all he's off, he's like goes into the bathroom and he's like sees the urinal cake and he's like smelling it. And this other guy comes, he's like, it smells like the forest. It's the forest. <laughs> And he's like chewing on it and he breaks it up and sticks it in the pocket. And then later in the movie, you just see him always, he's like giving like people like men, tastes like forest. <laughs> part of a urinal cake. It is so freaking funny. It is, I cannot, I gotta see it after, after if it's too late now, but tomorrow I'm watching that. Movie <laughs> just visiting. Just visiting. I like that. I, I this is that the... justice. Fifth or sixth time Nate has brought that up. So if you're not convinced to watch it, you now are obligated, or it's he will so bring funny. it up again. It is funny. We all all <laughs> recommend it. Um, that's also an awesome time slip. You're right. That one's big. Good. Um, uh, Tim, tell one of yours. I got one. I got one more. So the it's the Moberly Jordan incident, and these were two women in the early 1900s, like 1901. Uh, Charlotte Ann Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain, um, they wrote a book about their visit and uh, they went traveling around Europe and they're at the Palace of Versailles. Is that, am I saying it right? It's not. Yes, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. He went to Versailles in a small chatio. It's a chatio. It's a chatio. Kind of like a catio for cats, but for people and with grass and stuff. And that's uh, they uh they were just walking around this uh the palace gardens or whatever and they're tourists there so I don't know what they're doing so they're just walking around and there's this uh, one area that was closed but they're just sort of like screw that and sort of step through the gate anyway and they're walking around and they were noticing that the gardeners were wearing really old clothes and looked old timey as well and they uh they uh they just sort of kept walking. And they came to these, um, they, they said the same thing that, uh, you said in your last story is that everything looked like dull and flat and unnatural. And the further they went, mm -hmm. it just, it just got bizarre and depressing. And it wasn't it like it was missing color. And they went to the edge of the forest near the Temple de Amour, uh, which uh, they said there's this bench outside of the woods and there's this man sitting on it and he was grotesque and it looked like he was covered in smallpox. And then from a distance, there's like a field and this lady was walking and um, 
had two children with her and she was dressed up like it was you know a hundred or plus years ago um and they didn't really think anything because they just sort of circled back and eventually got tired of walking went back and they said it wasn't till like a week later they were they were thinking about it and they're like wasn't it weird about all that stuff and then they kept touring they're looking up art and paintings or they think the woman they saw was marie antoinette and oh, they, they sort of compared these stories. They found the man with the smallpox, too. They found a historical figure that would fit the area. But the uh, the skeptics of the area, even at that time, said that there was uh, rich people in the neighborhood that would throw period costume parties. And they think they uh, stumbled into that. Yeah. They didn't, whatever. Um, but these same two women had also had experiences before and after with apparitions and seeing ghosts and things, hmm. or they'd go to museums and, uh, see, uh, historical figures just sort of there. And then when asking people later, they're like, I don't know who the hell you're talking about. And some great Greek, uh, well, I have a very time. similar other French story that follows right on that. All right. Go Let's hear it. it from the same book. Uh, this goes back to 1979, also in France, um, where we have these two ladies and they decided to drive a car from like England and then drive through the French countryside and then cross over into the, uh, Spain where they would spend some time in Spain. Uh, the journey was going very normal. Everything was going good until October 3rd, 1979. They were driving in the area of Avignon, France on their way south, and they've been traveling all day. The weather got really bad, and they decided um, uh, that they would kind of pull off the highway and just find somewhere local to stay for the night. So it was like 9.30 when they saw like a motel. Um, and they asked about rooms, and the man who greeted them wore a bright plum colored uniform and said that there were no more rooms, but then advised them that there was another hotel a little further down the road. So they got back in their car, they drove on. The streets suddenly were getting more and more cobbled and very narrow. Um, they saw a poster advertising a circus uh, in an old fashioned design. And then um, they came across a um, two-story house with the sign hotel on the outside it was made of heavy wood the house was the hotel felt very primitive there were no tablecloths on the table no telephones no elevator when they went to the room they found there was no uh pillows on the bed there was no locks on the door um and they had to share a bathroom with distinctly old plumbing um there was no glass or um shutters uh, in their windows. It was just open windows. And then they ate in the hotel and they said the food was excellent. <laughs> um, huh. uh, and then went to bed early and slept well. The next morning they woke up and they had coffee, which they said was the worst coffee they've ever had in their life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, that's when they noticed in the hotel lounge that there were two French policemen, both wearing very old uniforms with like the deep blue capes over their shoulders. And then a woman came in wearing like a uh, button boots and um they uh they all seemed really out of place they actually got someone to take a photo of them outside the hotel um which they found to be unusually cheap at only 19 francs for everything um even for 1979 that was cheap um and then when they asked for directions back to the highway no one understood what they meant by highway uh and 
when they were coming back through the area, they decided they wanted to save that hotel again because it was so weird. And that's when they realized they can't find it anymore. Um, uh, they found the first hotel, but then the person in the plum-colored uniform um, didn't didn't wasn't there, and no one knew who that was because that wasn't a uniform that they wore. Um, and then they couldn't find the old hotel anywhere. Uh, and instead, they stayed at some like crappy place that cost two hundred and fifty francs uh, down the road. That's but not a bad slip, though. Whatever that no, it's food kind of was. Good, it's kind of a fun slip. And, and another twist, when they got home, they did develop their um, camera film. Um, all the photos came out except for any of the ones that were taken outside of the, the hotel. Um, they were just missing. Like, they never they never happened. Hmm. Well, okay, so let, you know what that sounds like, though? And it goes back to, you know, I, like everything I like to tie into UFOs, but, like, alternate... Uh, universes or parallel universes oh, yeah, too, that are absolutely. in a slight same thing, same people, but slightly different. And just like um, you had at the turn of the century or in the 1880s and 90s, you had air silver airships and people would come down and talk in a strange language and, and then fly off, which is not, there were hot air balloons and stuff, but it was just same, but different, maybe a 30 years ahead or 40 years behind sure it's, yeah it's so well, it I, sounds I, like something that happened like 100 years ago but it, it could have just been a different timeline where that it's not 100 it's the same time it's period. the same it's time just a, just a little a, different yeah it's just it's, like off to the left like if someone if a butterfly hadn't flapped its wings in the forest that one day then a different exactly. like you know well, another thing yeah, he's wiped out everything that's the whole mandela effect too right so where everybody yeah. believes one thing is because we all might have slipped not by time but just slip to a different reality just a, yeah, just exactly. a little bit most recently because, all because of the 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 hydrogen, collider yeah. Yeah, not hydrogen, yeah hydron collider yeah the, um uh the one that nate brought up recently that the cornucopia was never on the fruit of the loom uh label and we all distinctly remember that it was to the point that I thought it was debunked and that it actually was on the Fruit of the Loom. Label. But then <laughs> I looked at Snopes and Snopes laid out every single Fruit of the Loom label ever and not a single one of them had a cornucopia on it. So is that, did you, is that, or are you just the only one of us that's from the other dimension? Because I don't really remember the cornucopia on it. I 100% remember the cornucopia. Yeah. Seeing so... it on TV and the advertisement. I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I remember it specifically the other label, especially no, yeah. the, in the ads with the people dressed up as fruit. Yeah, I stuff. remember the fruit ads. For yeah, sure. I remember those, but that was after they got rid of the cornucopia. It was in the eighties. <laughs> I'm gonna find it, but the um, uh, that also like almost like a dark city or whatever. So mm -hmm, it's yeah. like time slips, but somebody else is controlling it, and it's for everything. Like everything being a simulation, it ties into that too. We're just we're we're just being experimented with this is a, we, a fucking video game and well, they updated it is 1.867328 but it didn't register with all of our consciousness we didn't all download the same software or it's being forced uploaded into our brains right we and pitched then, uh, that movie before right we, yeah we have the yeah. dark city yeah that's but if we're pitching we're only pitching one movie and it's just visiting this time no but no I, no because I, but... I also like uh a midnight in paris that woody allen movie we haven't gotten Alan... there yet but yeah, that, that i'm interrupting tim but that's like dark city you guys we told you to watch that like how many episodes ago and you still haven't done it 
go back and watch it it's amazing yeah like just watch it man you can probably watch it on youtube it's so good it's really good ed harris like it's just um, that's good i I realized it's do you wish the matrix was directed by the guy that did the crow and then rewrote the story almost entirely (laughs) that's what absolutely yeah um, uh, no, but oh, to, but before I forget, that's Chris's story that you just like how everything was duller, right? Or Tim uh-huh. was saying they both so, were. There was two separate incidences where yeah, it yeah, was yeah, flat. Yeah. We're getting flat. So what if it's just like an older server, right? That's run down. <laughs> so in our simulation, like they might have some program saved or something, and then they just slipped into like some like old. Yeah, you just slipped into an old auto save. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute, why am I, you know, like uh, all of us NPCs aren't supposed to be doing that, right? So Yeah, it's running mm-hmm. on the driver from the 70s and not the newest floppy. Yeah, it's like a five, five and a half inch floppy. So like, why is everyone squares all of a sudden? Yeah, but um, I have one more, then we could move on. I just, I thought this is good. This was really short. Sure. Um, and it takes place in Leeds Castle in Kent in England. Um, but what I like about this one is it seems it's intentional uh, in a way. So this is a true story about um, Alice Pollock who died in 1971. So again, we're, we're looking back at the middle of the 20th century here. And she visited the Leeds Castle in Kent, which is a little, it's a castle a little outside of uh, London. Um, but what's interesting about this is Alice Pollock was a psychic. And she was uh, very interested in psychometry, which is, you know, like or psychometry, which we've talked about, like where you touch something and you try to understand who has touched it and you kind of like see its history, right? Um, we've talked about it, I think, at the last episode was, we were trying to remember the word psychometry. Um, but anyway, so one of the people who lived in um, Leeds Castle was Henry VIII. And so she wanted to go to this castle and kind of try to uh, touch some objects and get impressions of the uh, of whatever history is there. So as she was like touching objects um, at one part of her, the castle, all of a sudden the, the room got really cold. And that's when she noticed that there weren't any rugs on the floor anymore. Um, and that uh, there was like a fire heating the place with logs. And then she noticed in this large room that a tall woman was pacing back and forth apparently completely lost in concentration um and in it and then one instant later um everything returned to normal all of a sudden there was a carpet back on the floor and um what she had decided was she had seen a um she looked into the history of the room she was and that was where joan of navarre who was um henry the fifth stepmother uh was imprisoned after being accused for plotting against the king and she was later found innocent and released but she was trapped in that room for years and that so just trying to use her uh psychic ability she accidentally slipped back and saw a moment which is a little different i i think it's almost that seems almost like a perception thing like she was not physically transported back although i guess she felt the temperature change and stuff like that but that she was suddenly in the same room but just a couple hundred years prior as like a viewer though it sounds like not like yeah like 500 years earlier yeah so it's yeah, like that cool. show that uh what's the show uh highlander but the like the uh female house, version house like it, flippers outlander flipping horse ha- outlander yeah. yeah oh we actually it would be it would be fucked up if we didn't talk about outlander james 
Alexander Malcolm Mackenzie Fraser. Not that I've really watched it. Meredith has seen every episode um, because that's the cliche, right? But uh, I have seen enough to see that one's that it, it's like, plot wise it is very interesting you know like a nurse from the 1950s accidentally uh slips back a, a, a few hundred years um but is stuck back in time and is like cast as a witch because she knows basic medical like techniques and skills hmm. yeah yeah uh i, I got one that, but i'm familiar with it one last thing to talk about, and this is kind of more a modern story, and it's this guy, his name was Max Walker, uh, and he was a, a cop, and uh, his life took a, a tragic turn when his beloved wife, Melissa, is mysteriously killed. And then afterwards, he really like got consumed by his work, and um, but uh, in his work as a police officer, he kept like flipping around, like he might all of a sudden be in 2004 and then all of a sudden also be in 1994 at the same time. And then like while he's, it seems like he's flipping around time like that, he he finds this uh, as US Senator, uh, Senator McComb was misusing these time slips or whatever to manipulate uh, and rise to power. The Senator was doing it. So as he Walker died though deeper like into in, it. Uh, Back to the Future too. No, this is a, kind of similar to Biff, you know, but eventually he, he discovers that the senator is trying to eliminate him by altering the past. And uh, it all ends in this climactic battle. But uh, luckily, Walker travels back to the night at all in the very final part of the story. Walker travels back to the night where his wife is going to die and confronts the senator, senator McComb at that time and in a fierce, at, wins in a fierce showdown and then uh, saved his wife. So he was very, he, luck, he luckily had his wife back at the end of uh, all these time slips. And this true story can be seen in the uh, uh, in the movie Time Cop. That's nice. what I was going to say. <laughs> I didn't realize what was going on until like about halfway through. You might time need cop. to edit, you might need to edit that JCBD. out. I, I was trying to read the back of the VCR tape with nice. uh, as the story i've got two more pop culture references from that one on netflix right now there's a show called bodies that's it's okay but i'd say it's slippy it's more of time travel but in uh it follows police detectives in the same town in uh like 1896 1946 uh present day and then uh 50 years in the future or whatever uh, but it's the same dead body in the same alley in every time period. And then they, some of them kind of figured out and have to leave each other messages by carving into bricks. And you see the same detectives older and they meet some of the other ones and it's all kind of fucked up and culty. Um, and then the other one, which is crazy that you guys were talking about Outlander and it didn't trigger the movie outlander where the astronaut crash lands into the viking era oh my gosh such a cool movie which isn't quite time slipping but it's awesome you just take future guy and then put them in a bottom of a lake in viking era and he has to retrieve his space parts to fight like an alien monster he accidentally brought to the planet yeah it's vikings versus future man versus alien one thing that kind of fucked me up with that movie that like i still think about sometimes whenever i'm at work or i have to learn something and I don't want to, or I have to read. 
he learns the whole Viking language by holding the device up to his eye and is like, and it like uploads the language into his brain. I just want to do that with like, instead of reading, yeah, I want to matrix in information all the time. And like, he got a nosebleed and then, but he recovered and he could understand everybody. Uh, handy tool for the future. Uh, I, I daydream about that all the time, just to eyeball scan <laughs> the information instead of just trying to find it. I know, I know Kung Fu. Fu. Yes. Yeah. Slipping, 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 slipping. So I all I all I gotta say is I feel like, you know, towards the end of the episodes, my jokes have been falling flat. So I worked it I didn't have a lot of stories to talk about time slips, but I got a lot of jokes. So I hope you're ready. I when we're ready to like wrap this one up a little bit. I have let, I, I, think have I think we're there. I think we're I ready. can't wait to get some moons over my hammy at this Denny's. Yeah, well, I can't that okay, first <laughs> like off, moons just over my hammy is at IHOP. Uh not wait, Denny's. And wait, we're going we, into this IHOP. Uh Moons over my hammy is totally a Denny's product. No, don't don't walk into the Denny's yet. <laughs> Before you two go and it's totally Denny's, Nate. That is Eric Cress is Moons over my hammy. Oh, I thought um, it was. I thought it's, it was IHOP. No, that ain't moons over my hammy. I don't think I've Mary, never eaten anything. Uh, I've Denny's. never been. I've been to Denny's like <laughs> six times in college, and I've been moons over my hammy six times Same. in my life. It's the only thing I've ever gotten ever <laughs> yeah. is moons over my hammy. It's like a fried. It's like a fried ham sandwich. With, <laughs> That's great. I guess it's fantastic. I had, I had a problem with it one time. Um, no, before <laughs> you go. Once and look for maybe time slips in the moons over Miami section of Denny's. Do you think it's possible to slip in the digital world where we're communicating with each other here and then just... Ooh, uh... <laughs> Pem's gone. Anyway, I want to go back into this Denny's and hear, experience this moons over Miami. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to have moons over Miami. You know, that wasn't invented until 1957 at Denny's. Alright, well let's walk in. Whoa, there's a horse walking down the street, clopping on that. What's this? Oh, this appears to be a medieval tavern of some sort. Where yeah. are we? This is no Denny's I've ever seen. Barkeep, oh, do you have oi, any moons hey. over... Do you have any moons over my hammy? You travelers sure are funny looking around these parts. I'm not looking for no trouble. <laughs> do you have any do you have any gold before I offer you any uh uh ranch? Oh, all over... we have are these pieces of plastic. Would you take this as currency? What is this trash? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was me flicking. Your trash plastic, was, <laughs> you call it, right out my door. If you couldn't well, Perhaps tell. we can trade you something else of value, perhaps a joke from the future? Yes, but quickly, how many moons <laughs> over these hammies you speak of? <laughs> that sounds like it would take many days to create. Bryce, <laughs> <laughs> don't just start your fry, frying up your lard, Barkeep. It dip one of those breaded ham sandwiches in it, and we're gonna be we're gonna be okay. But because I, I got I got some jokes to treat for this uh, my hammy sandwich. The the full the moons over your hammies appear very full. We have a we have a reader in the corner, quite the wizard. Should you care to visit him on another episode uh, a day? <laughs> sure, I I do 
happen to take jokes for our types of uh, right. libations. So. We're hungry, so I got a lot of jokes, and I want a lot of sandwiches. <laughs> well, actually, I got a good four jokes. So, what? What's your name, Barkeep? Like, do you actually need my name? <laughs> well, I guess not. I was just kind of, you know, what I was thinking about. Like, this is a medieval tavern, right? Where we come from, Lance is a very uncommon name in the future. But uh, these medieval times, people are uh, seem to be called Lance a lot. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're correct there's up. a lot of lancelots <laughs> we're gonna we're just getting warmed up you know so it looks seems like we're in a time slip right and uh you know this is not the first time the last time i thought i slipped into ancient japan because i saw this guy that was where it looked like i oh, had all the armor on he looked like uh this warrior guy but then when i got closer i realized he he wasn't he was a shamurai his name was Tom Cruise, and he <laughs> really shouldn't have been in that area. He was quite a, the last. He was a, a sham, a shamurai. Oh no, I'm, all right, all right, I'm all right, hearing right. you point well. <laughs> all, right. all right, let me try one that doesn't have anything to do about uh, time, you know. And uh, like, uh, you know, in the future, we have this thing called Facebook, where everybody can get on and talk about stuff, and. My wife blocked me on Facebook because I was posting way too many bird puns. Well, toucan play at this game. Uh, <laughs> I toucan. do not travel far toucan enough to play this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, here's, here's the last one. And yeah, I, I have to do this only one action so I can do this shit. <laughs> Speaking of my wife. <laughs> My wife laughed at me when I said I was going to make a car out of spaghetti. She wasn't laughing when I drove pasta. <laughs> You're only funny in the Sean Connery voice. Uh, oh, man. Um, I, I reckon we earned some moons over Miami this time. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be frying up many full moons of these hammies. Uh, uh, that, that last one earned a couple of ham, hammy jammies. <laughs> some um, hammy jammers. <laughs> so, we're, we're um, fresh out of moons over my hammy. We only have double hammy jammers. <laughs> if you're willing. Yeah, the wizard in the corner I'll also take. sells those. <laughs> I'll take them. Uh, how can uh, how can people in the future reach you uh, <laughs> and other oddities? Um, well, I imagine people can uh, find us on all of our socials, AAO Podcast on Instagram. Tim, now that we're back in the future, we slip back. Oh, hey, uh, so what's up? Yeah, we disappeared there for a second. It was weird. I think we're AO podcast on everything, but yeah. except Facebook because we never did that. No, we did, and then we forgot about it, so we don't do it. Also, that. I don't check Facebook, man. I don't either. As a personal account, I haven't I haven't checked it in no. forever. But also, email us at wizard at dwarfu.com if you need any paranormal insurance or some stickers we got plenty i did make more coins but i gotta file them down and sand them so at some point i will do that and send out 
still working on some wizard uh tokens i might try to make some other exciting treasures uh maybe a contest down the road so send us an email let us know what's up uh are you sticking to your resolutions we are uh though this is february and we've completed our 30 days of dry january so We'll see what the future. When you're holds. hearing this, it's currently actually the end of January. But yes, by the time, yeah, by the this, time this airs, we'll have completed. Which I am. We also didn't mention the reason why I wanted to do time slip for this this month is it is a leap year, so there are 29 days in this February. Oh man, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, if you want to, if anybody has uh, thoughts on this, Nate has received a taxidermy drone and that it's a small drone with a squirrel pelt that flies around. Um, I was going to post it on our Instagram, but then I like couldn't. It may it. not be well received. So if you're interested, we'll just email you back with the video. Or we will fly one over <laughs> to you or send you your own squirrel kit. Travis can... Uh... Help, help with that yeah so this is a, one of those little tiny drones and it's stuffed inside of a taxidermy squirrel and it does in fact fly which is <laughs> real messed up <laughs> the dog sound like it it's pretty bizarre i'm surprised it still exists around your dog uh they're scared of it it's tail the tip of it got whacked I'm scared off of it. Blades. yeah it's yeah it's it's awesome um what else we got going on? I'll be in uh, when this airs. Might be at the Monroe Institute with uh, Mary. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Going back. That'll be yeah. fun. Going back. Third time. Slipping, 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 slipping.